Hi, and welcome to Automation Chat. I'm your host, Teresa Hauk. We're pleased to bring you our number one most popular episode of the year based on listener downloads and YouTube views. I know you've been anticipating this. It's probably been hard to sleep, but now we bring it to you, and I'm excited to do that. But before we start, you get a bonus family-friendly, silly joke of the day. I have a pen that can write underwater. It can write other words, too, though. All right, let's dive in. Please enjoy this encore presentation of our top episode this year. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Automation Chat. I'm your host, Teresa Hauk, Executive Editor of the Journal from Rockwell Automation and our partner network magazine. You picked another good episode to listen to because I had a revealing conversation with two highly experienced distributed control system experts, and they shared their insights about migrating legacy systems to a modern DCS. I chatted with Nick Kristen, Process Solutions Manager, and Scott Hayes, DCS Next Portfolio Manager, both at Rockwell Automation. And you'll learn how to use toolkits that optimize reverse engineering, plus a step-by-step process to make sure nothing is missed when migrating to modern distributed control systems, and I think you'll find it kind of interesting. Also find out about the front-end loading framework applied for project investigation, solution, planning, and feasibility. Also see what they identify as the key to a successful migration. But before we dive into the conversation, it's time for, you know, our family-friendly, silly joke of the day. I was interviewing for a job, and the HR director asked me to describe myself in three words. So I said, bad at following directions. All right, here's my chat with Nick and Scott. Hi, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being with me here today. Thanks, Teresa. Teresa, thanks for having us on. So today we're talking about the important topic of DCS migration. Now, you're both well-known in the industry, And I know you're modest and you don't like me saying that, but that's too bad. (laughs) And you're involved in helping users migrate to a modern DCS from legacy systems. So in your experience, why is this an important topic for your customers? I'll I'll take that, Scott, uh, if you don't mind. So great question, Teresa. I, I would just, you know, at a high level answer that by saying that in general, a lot of the DCS market that we serve around North America has platforms dating back as far as the 80s. So we see this across chemical, life science, refining, any major process industry. And at the same time, over the lifespan of that platform, technology has really advanced significantly. I think we can all attest. So when you have the key platform that is responsible for whether you make or lose money as a business, and that platform is is significantly outdated, it, it leads to problems. And it, it brings us to this discussion uh, with process users on a daily basis that are just trying to get more out of their platform uh, in terms of productivity, safety, efficiency. It's, it's just a very common uh, discussion that we have on a regular basis. So with that in mind, when you're working with your customers and they're dealing with all of this, what do you see driving these investments? A lot of factors come to mind. I'd I'd say if I boil it down to the most common, we certainly see obsolete components. That's a relatively common one, just obsolete or or difficult to acquire components for a legacy system. And that, you know, obviously leads to a a major gap in support for their platform. 
which ultimately can lead to unnecessary downtime or just just increased costs in general. That's pretty common. I'd say we also see on a regular basis your your just general lack of connectivity to other systems throughout that facility. So whether it's the MES or the the lab management system or just any newer technology, newer platform that's been installed since that DCS platform was initially put in, you see those connectivity challenges and that that affects uh, these users' ability to get data and then also do uh, as much as they can with it, with key production data, you know, the ability to make decisions and, and truly get meaning out of that information. And then I'd say another very common uh, that just continues to accelerate every day is this awareness, general awareness of cybersecurity vulnerabilities. And that's no surprise to anybody. Uh, this touches the DCS as well as the rest of the plant. And and uh, I think everybody understands that if they read the news. Well, yeah, there's a lot of challenges they're facing. Clearly, you've helped a lot of process users migrate to their DCS platforms. And that's part of why I wanted to chat with you today. So can you share some of your experiences? Tell me, for example, if you would, about how you've done this. Yeah. Sure. So we have a repeatable process where we help a customer move step by step, you know, from the project justification all the way through migrating there to a new modern DCS and the support afterwards. And that process, we ensure that nothing's missed, right? So if you're an operator or a process engineer in a plant, for you, a migration that you're migrating your whole control system, it's a once in a lifetime experience. You may do two of these, but we do these every day. We'll do 50 migrations a year. And so based on all of that data and doing this over and over again, we built a process and toolkits and checklists to make sure it's done efficiently. And we do just enough engineering to minimize the risk along the way, right? And so we didn't, we didn't make this framework up either. It's based on front-end loading or the FEL process, right? And that process, the goals of that process are to make sure that you successfully navigate your corporate funding toll gates and reduce the risk along the way. So that, that's our process. So, Scott, it sounds like it's kind of a standardized process that's um, tailored to each user's needs. Can you tell us what type of industries typically use this? Sure. It came out of our experience with chemical and petrochemical and refining companies, you know, working with those large companies. But it actually applies to most pro most process industries. We, um, we're seeing increased usage in mining, pulp and paper, and even food and beverage, where DCS Next is not always their standard approach. But in general, we can meet a customer where they are. If they have a rigid or a structured capital planning process, our process fits into that and gives them the information that they need to justify the project and move it along the way. If they're a smaller company and they don't have a capital, capital planning process, then we can provide it and we can help them spend their money effectively. And now for a word from our sponsor. DCS Next is a comprehensive DCS migration solution developed from years of experience implementing all major platforms in a wide variety of industries. This proven migration process includes a thorough evaluation of the challenge, plan development, and a phased approach to execution and ongoing support for continued improvement. This ensures a migration doesn't just replicate existing functionality, it combines new technology with a proven methodology to improve safety, operational effectiveness, and profitability. To learn more, visit dcsnext.com. And Nick, can you give us an example of this methodology in action to help us better understand how the process works? 
Yeah, absolutely. So quite a few recent examples come to mind. I would share with you a large, I'll just say a large chemical producer um, uh, without sharing their name, but this was a large chemical plant that had approached us with very little detail or documentation for their existing platform. And that's that's not uncommon. This is probably the norm for what we experience in general. And But this facility knew that they needed to modernize their their operations. Uh, they were not remaining as competitive uh, in their market and they were not hitting their their growth targets globally. So so the need was there, the documentation wasn't in the detail and and that makes it very difficult to even know where to begin in the project. So so in this example I'm thinking of we we were able to help this facility not only develop the initial feasibility and, and the ROI and the project design but we we led them through the quantifying and the project funding process within their own organization we we helped them with the vendor analysis uh, they had to evaluate multiple DCS platforms and and ultimately, you know, they needed to to decide how what was going to achieve their desired outcomes, what was what platform was going to be the best uh, solution for their specific needs. So leading them through that that process really put us in a wonderful position. The knowledge that we gained of their process, of their plant, of their goals uh, allowed us to ultimately deliver that turnkey migration once all of their decisions had been made. So by having that that experience and that kind of partnership through the design phase, it it ultimately led to us delivering a wonderful experience uh, on time, actually under budget from our initial estimates. And that's always a good thing. So that makes sense. It helps us understand the overview of how a real process works for a user. So I understand Rockwell Automation acquired Maverick Technologies a few years ago Talk to me about what that means to Rockwell and to our industry. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear this a lot. Uh, I get this question quite often. In 2016, Rockwell Automation did acquire Maverick Technologies. Uh, I would say that the reason behind that, going back to 2016, was Rockwell's understanding and just realizing that if they were going to optimize the value they provided to the typical DCS user, they needed to be able to meet those those users where they were, meaning on a variety of legacy DCS platforms. So that led to the the Maverick acquisition. Maverick was a company who was servicing and delivering multiple DCS solutions uh, for years leading up to that. And they continue to this day as a Rockwell company. So it allows us as a greater organization to, like I said, meet that customer where they are, be extremely competent and proficient on the old platform, and regardless of whatever uh, new platform this user may be migrating to, that that knowledge of the starting point in the base uh, system just allows us to do that much better uh, through the project execution and, and delivering on whatever desired outcomes they have. So to wrap it up here, with all your experience, what's one key takeaway you would give manufacturers about their legacy DCS platform? Sure. The, the key to success in a migration right, is early planning so that you can minimize the risk. So just like you wouldn't build a house without a blueprint, you need a plan to to conduct a successful migration to an old system and get the most out of that new system. And our DCS Next process can be that plan. Great. And you mentioned the DCS Next process. We'll have a link to that for more information in our episode description. So we are out of time. I wish we could talk more, but thank you both for this great conversation. It was fun talking with you and very enlightening. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thank you. Pleasure was ours. 
And we're going to have links to email addresses for Nick and Scott so you can reach out to them. And we'll have also links in the episode description to get more information about DCS Next and uh, DCS migration information. And listeners, be sure to rate us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode of Automation Chat. I'm Teresa Hauk with The Journal Magazine. We'll chat again soon. If you enjoy Automation Chat, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening.